Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you today. Always glad to, to really take a break, though, a little bit from uh, business and, and look at some interesting lifestyle content and books. And, and we got a really interesting one today uh, with uh, EA Imar. She's uh, he, uh, with us today. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a very interesting true crime phenom uh, book. And first of all, is it true? I, I had heard that it was true. Is it true or is it fiction? Oh, it's fiction, but it comes off like um, <clears throat> it's taken from some real events in a real location. So I can understand, completely understand how some people have thought that. Yeah, I was reading that. I was reading that in reviews. Oh, this this had to be real. And they were basing it on how you wrote it. And so <laughs> even though it probably said novel somewhere on the cover. <laughs> Oh yeah, this is good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's a fascinating, fascinating book, and uh, really, I, I'm just in awe of the uh, whole crime genre and how much it it swallows up almost everything in reading and entertainment today. Uh, it, it's unbelievable, in fact. Uh, uh, and and of course, my wife and I, we watch all the true crime we can, and she loves reading. She in particular likes crime fiction. And so it's, it's interesting to see uh, how this resonates with people. I guess in a time where there seems like we all have a lot of problems, it's uh, fun to read about people who have bigger problems. Yeah, I don't understand it. You know, I think you're right, though. I think there's something about that where uh, crime fiction, even during, you know, like the pandemic and stuff, people escaped into it. And I, I'm not quite sure why that is. I think part of it is because, you know, a crime is more than, than any other genre, really. Like, you look at romance or science fiction. I mean, a crime is a conflict. So yeah. it's the central part of a story or what we love about storytelling, and it's pushed to the front. So people automatically yeah. like that, and it gives you someone to root for. Absolutely. Or, or, and, or the loathe <laughs> to be yeah, rooting exactly. against. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it seems to be... Uh, you know, uh, kind of black and white, which we kind of like that as in our culture, even even more so than historically, I think, uh, often to our own uh, demise, it seems like. But in, in this case, in crime, in drama, in crime literature, uh, be it fiction or nonfiction, it, you know, it certainly makes sense. Uh, talk about your, your background as a, as a writer and what led you to uh, uh, writing this particular book. Oh, yeah. It was, um, you know, I started, I, I read like a lot of writers do at a young age, and I read stuff that was way too old for me to read. But I, um, you know, reading was always a big part of it. And then in college, I started studying writing. And when I graduated, I wanted to, to write. I didn't know what. I discovered writers in the D.C. area where I live, like Sujata Massey and Laura Littman and David Simon, George Falconos. And I thought, they're doing what I want to do. So they opened a path for me that I went down. Um, with this book, you know, I've always written, my other books have largely been told from the perspectives of women. And I wanted to write a book from the perspectives of men. And so I wrote this book about how three different men react to losing something very important to them. In this case, the, the woman in their lives. Yeah, and, and the title of this book is, in fact, When She Left talk about that and i guess that's it right each of these three men had three unique stories about when she left whoever she was yeah 
Exactly. And there's, uh, you know, one of the, one of the characters, you know, the story is about two, uh, a young couple on the run from a group of criminals because the woman in the couple has left the, her boyfriend, who's a rising star in that, in his crime family organization. And they hire, the crime family hires a reluctant hitman slash realtor to find them. And each of these men, you know, the, the, the rising star in the crime family has lost his girlfriend. The man in the relationship has a distance from his mother that is, that's weighing on him. And the hitman slash realtor opens the book worried that his wife is having an affair. So all three of those, you know, characters sort of define the narrative of the story by their reactions. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, talk a little bit about the, uh, how this compares to your previous works. You did mention that the focus in the past has been on that of, of the woman. Uh, talk a little bit more about how, how this uh, compares to your uh, previous work. And, is, and do you stick in this genre, in the, in the crime genre? Yeah, definitely. But I think, you know, in the past, my, my books were called and probably classified under hard-boiled. And I think I'm moving more towards psychological thriller. You know, I, I, I think the books in the, in, that are in the past were a bit more violent, and the violent was a little more vivid and visceral. And that's, I'm, I'm stepping away from that. I, it was important for me to write about violence in a certain way with those books. And now I, I feel more driven to write about the relationships uh, that that these that these conflicted people have. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So you know, just evolving like uh, like a good writer does. Yeah, right. I mean, I think that's the uh, the thing, and it's nice because it it seems like a natural direction, but also uh, it's not like a lot of writers, you know, will will write into a different genre or something for commercial reasons, and this this. You know, psychological fiction is a little more commercial than hard-boiled fiction, but it's a very natural, like, change for me. It's where my writing's been going, so we'll see if it, you know, if that maintains. Yeah, when I think of hard-boiled, I think of a previous generation, right? More like uh, 60s and 70s, maybe, uh, almost like Mm -hmm. fiction. Yeah, and that's inspired so much. You know, it, it still resonates in writers today. And there's writers out there now who are doing that amazingly well. You know, you look at someone like uh, S.A. Cosby and his rural noir uh, books that are, you know, on the New York Times. I mean, there's, a, there's definitely an appetite for that and, uh, and a desire for it. Um, but the happy th- the great thing is that, you know, it, there's really not one subgenre in crime fiction that's doing well. It's just they, they alternate at times. Mm-hmm. Do you know if readers stick with a type, or do they bounce around too? I think most readers, I, I think most book buyers, um, only you know, sadly for for our industry, you know, they buy a few books a year, maybe two or three, and typically from the same writers that they that they like. So they they like David Baldacci, and they'll read him every year, and he puts out a new book, and they read it and love it, and and that's you know really the extent of their interest. And you have people who are really, really devoted readers and they're going to buy, you know, what, what, what's popular out there, what people are talking about, what book clubs are picking. Um, they'll, they'll look for new books to read and they're always reading something. And those readers, I think both have their favorite authors and a wide reading variety as well. And, and within that their favorite genres, but they'll read outside yeah. of the on occasion. 
Yeah, my wife is uh, only reads historical fiction. However, she is all over the place as, in terms of writers, and so she she's heavily big. She's heavily dependent on uh, the reviews of average people, not not uh, not book snobs. And so it's interesting yeah. to see how you, me. I'm I'm a nonfiction guy. Uh, for every one fiction book I read, I read around 20 nonfiction. So, you know, it takes all of us together to keep an industry going, though. Yeah, right. And it's like, I mean, it feels like publishing's always in peril. But, you know, I remember reading an article by Salman Rushdie in the 90s, and he talked about, you know, the death of the novel and how since like the 1800s, people have been saying, oh, the novel's dying. This is the last generation for it. But it persists. And I think, you know, at least in my lifetime, it'll still be around. I mean, it's someone else's problem after that, but <laughs> I, should, I should be okay. <laughs> yeah, they've been doing a lot of obituaries about a lot of stuff uh, for many generations that still persists. I actually feels like it's a renaissance in writing. Our ability to compare notes is greater than ever. And uh, getting the thoughts of people who aren't just elite uh, when it comes to uh, critics is, uh, I think, phenomenal. But going to begin to wrap it up. Really enjoyed my time with the uh, Amar. Uh, final thoughts from you and the best place to get when she left. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was, this was a really fun conversation. And uh, for me, uh, the best way to uh, find more about me is through my website, E-A-Y-M-A-R.com. And if you're a fan of crime fiction, I write a newsletter called Crime Fiction Works. It comes out every three weeks and talks about the latest and greatest in crime fiction. And you can find that on my website as well. We will check that out. Thanks so much for your time. I really enjoyed it as well. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this.